0: Thank you for listening to San Antonio Public Library's podcast, Tuned In. This podcast was made possible by a generous donation from the San Antonio Public Library Foundation.
1: Our sound engineer is Adolph Lopez. Hey, my name is Hondo.
2: I'm Daniel. And I'm Dan.
1: All right, so we're here on Tuned In. And we thought it'd be really interesting to go through the Great American Read list, which we have. And the San Antonio Public Library has a partnership with KLRN on the 100 books. So it is on... The library site on the KLRN site, and we thought it would be fun to go through these hundred books. What did we read? What did we think of? What did we learn? And did we fail at anything? First on the first on the list in alphabetical order is 1984 because it starts with a one. 1984 by George Orwell. Did that make an impression on you guys?
0: It made a really big impression on me. To be perfectly honest with you, I, I mean. When we were uh, talking a little bit earlier about sort of returning to books that have had some kind of meaning uh, or have made some kind of an impact uh, in our, you know, in our consciousness and in 1984, boy, oh boy, that, that, uh, I still kind of go back to that. I mean, I've only, actually only ever read it two times. But the events, the things that happened, the themes, the the just really like the the whole, that whole dystopia just really still kind of what, sits in my consciousness. What's it about? So in, in 1984, it is the year 1984. Of course, this book was written back in... 48, like, yeah, 19, 1948. Um, and George Orwell envisioned a uh, London, an England uh, in the year 1984, that had fallen uh, into fascism, um, and so the whole the concepts of Big Brother uh, is watching you, all of that stuff sort of stems from this book. Um, it's a very disturbing vision of the future, um, where individual freedom has been completely curtailed, um, and people are just believe everything that people believe everything that they know everything that they understand are just a system of lies uh that are fed to them by the government and um in in this we have a guy who uh doesn't totally follow along he has his doubts about the system uh that's been presented to him and you kind of follow him through the story and i I don't do spoilers so i'm not gonna go (laughs) a lot much further into that but we get to experience a lot of this world through this one guy who isn't you know who isn't completely sold on this uh this way of being um and it's well i mean i, I if you haven't read it i encourage you to read it it is not a happy read um you're not going to feel particularly good when you're done with the book, but there is something about it that just leaves an impression and has left an impression on me. Um, and it goes along, um, it's not exactly the same thing as, like, Fahrenheit 451, um, but it is kind of that same uh, theme of this of this sort of dark future. Um, and it's, it's interesting to me because, you know, um, George Orwell, this is not the only one that he... The only book that he published that was kind of critical of um, the the of, of governments and and politics and um, and stuff like that. Uh, there's also Animal Farm, uh, which I encourage you to read as well.
1: You know that's interesting, Dan. Animal Farm is not actually on the hundred book list, and neither is Fahrenheit 451. But I would have voted for each one of those books as well. I think. Those are great companion books. Um, And also, I think, uh, would you say it was fair to say that between the three of them, that those three books, 1984, Animal Farm, and Fahrenheit 51, might have been the models for the dystopian books that have taken off in recent decades? It has
0: definitely led us, if you go over to the second column on the list, you see The Hunger Games is listed there, and that is definitely, I would say, a direct descendant of uh, at least of the of sort of like the basic themes of like 1984 and Fahrenheit 451, um, I think that's one of the things that we uh, do a lot in our fiction. Oh, there's The Giver also, so that there's a couple of them that are all sort of like have the same sort of uh, underlying theme of dystopia. And and for people that don't know what a dystopia is, it's the opposite of a paradise. It's like you know, it's it's a it's a sort of um, a dysfunctional utopia a, a, a to- yeah well it's exactly that it's almost literally that a, a dysfunctional utopia but it is the idea of everything rather than everything being perfect it's everything being imperfect and, and often uh, terrifying um,
2: does that involve like natural disasters
0: it can um, usually, The cataclysm in these books uh, stems from some uh, like like the failure of of a human institution. So it is like the break the 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 like the uh, collapse of like a government, uh, the collapse of like a society or a civilization that has decided to follow a path that moves it away from a more sort of like an egalitarian type uh, ideal. Um, And so it's sort of like a dark vision of of. You know, of the of the of the, of a democratic world.
2: And, and so, is the concept sort of the resilience and like getting to the the city on the hill, like that sort right, of right? Exactly.
0: Yeah, that that kind of it, it, yeah. In, in in a lot of these stories, that's exactly the way it, it, it kind of uh, it unfolds. So, uh, Hondo, may I uh, throw it back to you, my man?
1: All right. Um,
0: I'm I'm going to though. I'm going to set a a limiter on you. I'm going to have you exclude The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy.
1: Ooh. Man. Oh,
0: man. Boy, it looks good. Right. Um And so find me any other book on there that, uh,
1: that you feel has uh, had some, that resonates with you. Wow. Okay. Got to exclude Hitchhiker. Um, okay. Well, thematically, first thing that comes to mind, looking at the list, because you just did speak so eloquently about 1984, and its tie into Animal Farm and tie into Fahrenheit 51 and what it's inspired. I think Hatchet, in a way, was inspired. Now Hatchet is not necessarily a dystopian novel. I don't want to do spoilers here, but it's one of the um, many in the what I like to call the kid against the world novels. Oh sure, yeah. Uh, uh, so then we we'll, we'll have to talk about the Outsiders with that one as well. Okay. Okay. So with Hatchet as a kid against the world, um, other books that would be thematically in the line of this, in my point of view, would be something like The K, mm-hmm. or it could still go to modern w- novels like The Hunger Games. Sure. Um, so Oliver Twist, kid against the world. Um, outsiders, as you said, in the case of Hatchet, it's going to be a kid who's in the brutal Arctic wilderness and what he has to do for survival. And there is something about those survival books that really does uh, grip the reader. You know, what would I do in that situation? How can that kid survive? Um, what's going to go on? And man, is it cold? And the cold would be awful. But um, the way that Gary Paulson explained the wilderness and what this kid had to go through to survive. Um, how resourceful he was and what happened when the kid failed and didn't know what to do. I mean, it was it was really a page-turner, I thought. Did and, you,
0: uh, did you yeah. read uh, Salinger's uh, Catcher in the Rye? I did, yes. How do you yeah. think that compares? Because now I mean, we're, we're moving from a wilderness landscape to an urban landscape. And so the survival, I mean, there's it's survival of a kind, but, you know, how do you, what do you, I don't know, give me your impressions about that. What do you think?
1: Okay, well, uh, Catcher in the Rye was an assigned reading, um, it was an amazing book. Uh, one of my great friends in high school, it was one of his favorite books, and he kind of identified with Holden Caulfield in a way. And um, what I thought was really interesting, um, there are parts of it that were just really funny as mm-hmm. well in, in this dark novel, I guess. There were there were some really funny parts. I liked Holden Caulfield's um, wry sense of humor, uh, his dark wit, and just his observations about everybody. Um you know, I, I guess uh, because it has been assigned reading, maybe some people aren't necessarily a fan of it for some reason. There's a lot of mystery sure. around it. It's one of the maybe one of the first books I read where there was uh, some mystery in a book that was not a mystery because it wasn't a straightforward uh, narration. You know, right. when we were discussing the book was like, uh, well, who was Holden talking to? And uh, and so maybe some interpretation. But, uh, yeah, I think. Um, Catching the Rye uh, it's it's another boy against the world type of book exactly <laughs> and he's not in a fictional dystopia but he's just trying to do as best as he can in the world that has surrounded him if that's if that's a fair observation of it
2: so when you have like a book like Don Quixote with Sancho Panza and he's he's fighting the the monsters of his of his spaces there is that kind of compared to the boy against the world kind
1: it's of? a wow it's Wow, someone that, someone else who's tilting
0: that, at windmills sure that, why not cervantes I, I don't even well i mean it's been so long since i've read that book but it, it it's it is i mean it's definitely a, a person against the world it's definitely somebody who's facing down uh in in this particular
1: instance perceived um monsters Perceived challenges. He's got his. He's got his moral compass, just like Winston did in 1984. Sure, exactly.
0: Um, so yeah, in a way, I guess. Well, and and that's the 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 protagonists in all of these books, like Cervantes's uh, Don Quixote and uh, the Outsiders, um, Esq. Hinton. Um, and uh, Catcher in the Rye, Salinger. They all are are, and I might get uh, I might get somebody to challenge this, on, but they're all principled to a certain degree, in a way, or or in holding Caulfields, in uh, in particular, maybe unprincipled, but he has his own code, and I think that's part of the discovery there is that he has his own code. Don Quixote has his own code, you know. Um, and those things, I think, are just—it's connective tissue between these stories. It's how they—it's—it's it's in, in a way, it's how they relate, because that code is—is is kind of one of the things that puts them up against whatever that opposition is, real or perceived, you know. And that's where the—that's where the conflict is at, or at least partially where the conflict is at.
2: So, you know, it's possible that I have not read any of these books okay. on this list but I've, I've read about maybe six or eight of the authors. Okay. Um, Gino Diaz, Rodolfo Naya, Tony Morrison, Marquez, and Dostoevsky. and I think um, kind of what, what I'm hearing a little bit about that challenge with the, the protagonist against the world and Dostoevsky's The Brothers Karamazov, there was three brothers uh, and a father and the relationship between the four and kind of how they, they all went about dealing with each other, dealing with life a little bit differently um, and it almost seemed kind of like those themes that you're talking about. Sure. Um, kind of. Some of them were perceived, but I guess it kind of the three brothers they perceived maybe the same problem in those different type of ways. And so each one, uh, instead of having like one character maneuvering through all of them, it had like it created three characters, three right. sons, and um, their relationship with their father.
0: But the the father represents and i've not read brother karamazov i know i'm sorry don't don't throw anything um but the the in stories similar to that the father often represents a um a certain point of view or a certain perspective and oftentimes that's where the conflict is at the son's have a different perspective because they're generationally they're separated or experientially they're separated. Um I am drawing a complete and total blank right now, but there's um uh, a book that, that that's about that. It's about a guy with a father who has like this just really uh hard view of the world and how the how the son kind of comes to <clears throat> Pardon me How the son kind of comes to reconcile himself With his father's point of view And his father's way And that, you know um, I I wish I could remember the name of the, the And I'm looking here to see if it's on the list And it's it doesn't see it
1: Was it Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy?
2: No well, What What is please, Hitchhiker's maybe.
0: Guide to the Galaxy? I mean, I, I <laughs> okay, had it at
2: one point I know there was a movie And well, I started the first five pages and uh,
1: Explain it to Dan While I try to figure out what book I'm talking about here all right, don't panic. The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy is the most remarkable book in existence. It was also the precursor to any sort of uh, Kindle or Nook type device. But it is a science fiction comedy, a very British science fiction comedy, and it—I uh, just read it over and over as a kid. Um, and it's—it's—I—I I, I would say that it inspired all the. British sci-fi comedies that came after it. <laughs> but I don't know if that's accurate. Um, the author did uh, write an episode of Doctor Who at one point. But, um, yeah, it's just something, there There was something in in the phrasing. I, I read it purely for the comedy. It, and it was a person against the world. Um, it would be a little bit of a stretch, but just like Oliver Twist, um, Arthur Dent, uh, who was the the hero of the story in a way was just um, he was just in a world he did not create and just things happened to him so he was the he was the 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 Charlie Chaplin or of, of the no no sorry sorry Arthur Dent was the Buster Keaton of the world he just wanted to go about a normal day have tea later in the day go down to the pub and have a pint but just craziness kept on happening to him over and over in the series of books. So I highly recommend it. Read the first couple chapters. You'll know right away if it's a book for you. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. But yes, a wholly remarkable book. And um, it has uh, multimedia to go along with it. So you can uh, watch it in movie form
2: or the BBC form. Sounds kind of fun. uh, Yeah. You know, uh, somewhat off topic, but one author I would you know, want to add to this list would be Arundhati Roy. She's a, an Indian writer who wrote The God of Small Things and kind of challenges um, roles and uh, kind of love relationships, social constructs, and who can love and how you can love people and how you can have relationships. And it's fantastically beautiful writing, too.
0: So I found the book, and now I feel embarrassed that I couldn't come up with it. Uh, Pat Conroy's The Great Santini. And that's a very I mean, that's a very strong generational conflict, um, if you if you're into that sort of thing.
2: So that one's between a, just a father and a son?
0: Yes. Yeah. It's a it's a uh, it, it is a it is a conflict between a father and a son. And um it is just the the a very stark difference in the perspective of the world. Um The father is a uh, former uh, fighter pilot, World War II fighter pilot. And so having uh, had that experience, he has a very, um, very strong authoritarian sort of standpoint. And the son, of course, is very different. Um, And so that creates a whole lot of friction. It's It's a partially, I think, if I'm not mistaken, it's partially autobiographical. I think Conroy may have used elements of his own father uh, in the story, um, but it's a—it's actually kind of a tough one to get through.
2: Yeah. Hmm. Is there any other books y'all would add to the list? Any authors?
1: Yeah, you know this is an interesting list because the the Great American Read did limit itself to fiction only, uh, so that that is a that is a limit, but. I mean, these, this is quite a list of 100 novels here. I'm glad we could explore some of them. Well, I'm sure that there's
0: many novels that were, um, like, they had to decide, and I'm not entirely sure what metrics they used to, just to settle on these 100, but I'm sure there's some that they had to have sat there and gone, mm, doesn't quite make the cut. Um, I just don't, I would like to see that list.
1: And I believe they did have to limit it to one author, which is why Animal Farm did not make the list. But oh, okay. Well, I, yeah, that makes yeah. sense. That
0: makes sense because then some authors would just completely crowd the um, the list. I am glad to see that the uh, Ralph Ellison's Invisible Man is on there. That is a powerful, powerful novel. That is. Um, have you have either of you ever read? No, I, haven't. I, I highly recommend it. Um, it is uh, set uh, during. Um, a very unfortunate time in American history uh, and it is the story of a uh, an African-American man trying to make his way in, in the world uh, and it is just it, it's it's a very powerful novel if you ever get the opportunity I highly recommend that one
2: any books you would want to add or any authors Hondo
1: uh, well uh, just a Going from the name, the Invisible Man. Uh, there's not an H.G. Wells on this, for either for his Invisible Man or War of the Worlds. Um, I
0: thought I saw the Time Machine on here. Is it in there? I'm looking for it now, and I, you know what? I don't see it. Okay. It's not here. <gasps>
1: wow. So yeah, but you know, it's hard to fit in uh, in only a hundred titles. So that would have been that would have been something um, uh, on a different theme. I'm. It's good that Hundred Years of Solitude is in there. Um, but yeah, no nothing. Uh, it how'd, escapes me if there is one right now.
2: How'd you like 100 Years of Solitude? That
1: was a very challenging read, actually, for me. Um, I took my time on that. Um, it, uh, <laughs> I don't think you have, there, I don't there's, there's no other way to read that book. I
0: mean, that, you, that's a commitment. That is, I mean, just the genealogy alone. And I mean, I think now in, in more modern uh, printings, they add like an appendix with the genealogy in it. But when I read it back in humble coffee years, I I had to do the, I had to like sort of get a notebook and make a note of who was related to who and how. And um, but yeah, I mean that's a that that one and
1: that one requires a lot of work. Yeah, to keep track of how many Aurelianos are there, (laughs) you 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 have to keep track of that. It's tough, but it's good. Um, and it's uh, sequel. It's How many Aurelianos are there? No, that did, that did not exist. Ooh. But, uh, um, yeah, but no, it's, it's an interesting list, uh, including some page turners on the other end from some one that's like that. A page turner like Jurassic Park is also in there, which is great to have, you know, some kind of sci-fi adventure as well. So I am glad that we are able to explore just the tip of the iceberg of the great American read. Well, I think this is
0: it. it, it it's fun, uh, and it can set us up for future conversations because, of course, we don't have to necessarily limit ourselves to books. It just so happens that we had this list in front of us, and that, that made for sort of a natural and easy theme. But we can part of the services that the library provides are readers' advisory services, um, wherein librarians can help connect you to books that might, you know, based on your reading tastes, uh, might uh, might also appeal to you. Um, and so we can certainly do something like that um, with other things because yeah. the library does movies also. Uh, we have music also. And so we can put together a list and we can have a conversation about the, those things as well.
1: So if somebody says, hey, I really like the Hunger Games movie, could say, well, if you like that, you might like to read 1984. I don't know if that's too much of a stretch. You know? That's actually probably like definitely in the same
0: wheelhouse. And while you're at it, listen to the uh,
1: Hunger Game soundtrack, and uh, and watch the movie. All true, all true. Okay. Well, thank you for listening. This has been Hondo Daniel and Dan, and you're listening to Tuned In. Don't forget your towel. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>